Hi folks, it's your host W. Curtis Preston and I wanted to give you some great news. Druva liked my latest O'Reilly book enough to sponsor it and you can get a free copy by just going to druva.com slash podcast. Hope you like it. This week on No Hardware Required, we'll be talking about challenges of on-premises data protection. With me as always is my co-host Stephen Manley. Thanks for joining Hi, and welcome to Druva's No Hardware Required Podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me our CTO, Stephen Manley. How's it going, Stephen? I'm feeling a little competitive today, Curtis. I'm ready to run through a wall. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, just, just, just get out on the court and, 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 and start a fight, right? Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's destroy something. Let's destroy. When you have such a different architecture that we have, that being a SaaS-based product, is still new enough that there are still people that say, well, why would I want to do this in a SaaS way? And so I, I usually turn that on its head and I say, well, if you could do all of this and get all of the functionality that you need and you could meet your recovery time objective and recovery point objective, why wouldn't you want to do it this way? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of of the early days of VMware, right? Where where we used to have those conversations of, well, you know, should I virtualize it? And then there was a day, and I I don't remember exactly what day it was, but it was probably a Tuesday. <laughs> and all of a sudden, every customer I started meeting said, "No, no, now we do." You know, explain to me why you aren't virtualizing this. And that was that, that was the moment where it just felt like the, the skies opened up and the light shone down and everyone went, that's a really good point. And, and I think we're coming closer to that day. Yeah, I liken it to the, the virtualization journey as well, because if you've never tried virtualization, then you don't really understand what's the big deal. Right. And then someone sits you down and you show them vMotion and your mind is blown and you're like, how did you do that? Well, I did it because we virtualized and because we virtualized, we can do these magical things. And once you've seen that, you don't want to ever go back to physical servers again. And you find yourself in a situation of saying, well, why shouldn't we virtualize this particular application? And for a while, there were some reasons for some, Right. If you if you really wanted that bare metal performance, then it, it didn't make sense to to virtualize it. But even then, they they dealt with that issue, and so then basically people were virtualizing everything. Yeah. Again, you and I have been in the backup space for a while. We have seen the pain from two different angles, but we've seen the pain and of, of what it's like to try to build and maintain that last part being really important an on-premises backup system, which is the alternative to what we do. Yeah. So either you can have us do it or you can, you know, buy a box or buy some software and put it in your own box and do this yourself. So I, I thought I, we could talk about what it's like to build an on-premises backup system. And so let's talk about the the first aspect, which is the first thing we have to do is we have to figure out what it is that we're backing up. Right. Right. Because to me, that ties in with 
you know, everyone has their least favorite part of, of running a traditional backup system. For me, it was always, always, always capacity planning because it is guaranteed 100% that you will be wrong. <laughs> and even if you're right today, by tomorrow, you'll be wrong. But we always have to make an attempt at it, right? You, and so, so you would you would go around and you would say, okay, well, let me look at my environment. All right, what's what's the data I'm backing up? How much does that add up to? Okay, well now I have to think about you know how many you know folds, incrementals. What's my change rate? What's the growth rate versus the change rate? Um, you know, and 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 then well, we're going to throw dedupe and compression in. Sure, why not? Because we could just have a guess on top of a hope, on top of a wish, on top of uh, you know a total hyperbole. And our answer is we need eighty-seven boxes. And you're like, it, 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 there are so many variables in figuring out what you need to back up and how much of it there's going to be that. I, I don't know. I mean, just just from a pure capacity standpoint, I, I've never met a customer who who went like our error bar is like four X and you're like, that's probably not even a big enough error bar. Yeah. I've helped many customers basically redesign or redeploy a backup system and, and, and move from system A to system B. And question number one was how big is a single full backup? No one ever knew the answer to that question. Right. And now you, you add, you add to that, the challenge of SaaS providers. So if you're going to back up SaaS providers, if you're going to back up G Drive, if you're going to back up your um, you know, SharePoint environment or how big your online exchange environment is, how big is that from a gigabyte standpoint? Do you have any idea? And then and then you also added on to that the change rate, you know, how much changes every day. Because if we're going to do this to an on-premises system, we've got to figure out how much bandwidth we need from there to here, because we have to allocate over here the incoming bandwidth that we're bringing the cloud back down. But we have to figure out all of that before we buy anything. Right. And you're, you're, you're right. You're never going to get it right. And so... The, you have two. You have two dangers. You either undersize or you oversize. If you undersize, you had this big meeting with your company and you asked for one million dollars, <laughs> and and then you got it wrong and you're back with them six months later and they're mad at you, yeah. right? And or maybe even sooner than six months later. I, I remember a customer of of a of a dedupe product that is still on the market, but. W- when it first went on the market, it had this really bad problem that it was really good at backing up, but couldn't restore. So it, it had like a, a 400 megabyte a second throughput incoming, but the maximum aggregate output of it was a 10th of that. Right. And he discovered this after he bought the system <clears throat> and he could, he couldn't tell his boss because he, uh, you know, he'd messed up. So you either undersize, which is a disaster for everyone. Perhaps the backups don't even work. Perhaps you run out of capacity too soon. Perhaps you don't have enough throughput. And if, if any of those happens, you're back in the boardroom explaining why you need a whole bunch more money when you said you only needed X. Apparently you needed two or three X. So that's one. The alternative is to oversize. And that's where most people go. 
yeah. is they say, I don't want to do the first thing you said. And so I'm going to buy way more than I think I need. And so the dream is that you get that right, that you way oversize, which is a horrible thing to do. And from a, because basically what it means is the best you can hope for is that you wasted a bunch of money. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, there were many, many customers of my previous company, again, love the product, but, but you would look and, and, and I, I remember once there was a customer calling like, well, you know, we're a little bit worried that we're pushing the system too hard. And so we pulled up the, uh, the auto support, the phone home uh, logs, and like the maximum CPU your system has hit ever is 10%. But if you want to buy more, <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, why, why do we bring this up? Both of the, the thing is that our customers don't have either of those concerns. Right. Right. So you, yes, we want you to size your environment. Your, if you're going to back up Microsoft 365, what do we need to know? We need to know how many users we're backing up. Right. Yes. We want to size your data center because we do want to bill you properly, but it, it's not the same in that if you get the size wrong, um, you know, if you if you drastically undersize, yes, you will need to renew early, but you you don't ever end up paying for something that you end up throwing away, right? right. And 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 it's not you don't undersize it and. <clears throat> it's not possible to undersize it in the same way. What you could just, right. you could just undersize it from a long-term capacity standpoint. You will run, exactly. run out of capacity over time sooner. And then you end up, you just need to buy more capacity, but you, you don't have this possibility that you create a system that is just physically impossible of doing the job on day one. That's not possible with our system. And the, the other thing is it's, it's, it's not possible to over configure it because there, there's really no need to do that. Right. You, if you did over configure it, basically you have credits that roll into the next year. It's not a big deal. That's one of the things I, I tell people that I think is the difference between SaaS and even sort of, well, no, I'm going to run a virtual appliance in the cloud. You know, with a virtual or physical appliance, when you hit the limit, you have to get another one. There, right. you know, there, there are finite there are finite sizes that they can grow to. That's that's just the that's the nature of having a box, either physical or virtual. Is there is a a box has a limit. You can only get so far, and 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 your growth then becomes a step function, which can be very tricky because you can very quickly go from under provision to over provision, and you've got the worst of both worlds in in the same time frame. Uh, when you look at SaaS and you look at something that's truly cloud native, again, it's a smooth line up. And, and so there's no need to over provision because, you know, there's not that step function penalty. Uh, and, and if you under provision, yeah, then, then, then you'll, you'll size it up, you'll true up. But again, it's that smooth line where you can draw that clear, that clear spot between, well, yeah, we have more data. So, it, you know, we need, we need a little bit more backup space. Uh, so the other, the other thing that you hit on that I think is important is, in, in a traditional box world, your performance is tied to the type or size of the box, uh, especially when it comes to recovery. Um, you know, the nice thing in a SaaS world is uh, you could be our smallest customer, you could be our biggest customer. When it comes time to restore your data, we unleash the full power of the cloud for you, no matter what size you are. And, and, and so there's not some sort of thing of, well, now you bought the smaller box, so 
you only get half the performance. It's you get it all, no matter how much you've got. You know, we're, that, that's sort of a nice, uh, to, to me, a nice aspect. You never have to worry about that performance part. Yeah, that's huge. The other thing I want to talk about in terms of the challenges of on-premises data protection. So we talked about capacity management. The the second, and and it's moving to the front, <laughs> challenge of, of this is the cybersecurity aspects yeah. that you know, when you and I were, were worried about backups, you know, on behalf of a customer, no one was attacking the actual backup system, but now they are. And so I worry about, you know, and it almost doesn't matter. Yes, I'm more worried about customers that are using Windows-based backup servers because Windows is such a hot target from a ransomware perspective. Everybody's got Windows-based laptops and they come in with their infected Windows-based laptop, they connect to the VPN or they come into the into the office. You remember when people used to do that? And then it spreads to the data center and then your backup system is running the same OS. Yes, I'm, I'm more worried about the Windows systems, but even the Linux systems, uh, there was a, you know, uh, we mentioned it on last week's episode that there was there's a new <clears throat> exploit that came out this week that allows a regular user to become a super user which means they can get around every single one of the security features that your backup vendor sold you on, right? They, they might've told you that they have an immutable file system or that they have a, a, an append only file system. Both of those are completely defeatable with the new FS command as root. You couple that with the fact that the typical backup system is being administered by a junior person who perhaps isn't the most uh, sophisticated when it comes to cybersecurity uh, needs. So uh, that's to me is, is now becoming the number one concern with managing an on-premises backup system. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, one of the things I, I try to, just simple question I ask customers is how many different things does it take to put together to make your backup system? Because the reality is you know, almost all bugs when you're developing software, when you're deploying a system, um, in general, you tend to get good components. The component itself is rarely the problem. It's where the components interact. That's where things tend to break. That's, that's, it's that murky middle of who owns it or are we integrating properly or are our mental models the same? And the average backup person's environment, you have a server running Linux or Windows and you have backup software and you have uh, a network configuration that you've got to manage and you've got, you know, you've got different, different components that you're, you're putting together to manage all that. That's where this is going to go wrong. And like you said, if it's a junior person who probably hasn't seen as much of the world, you know, they may not even know exactly what things to be worried about. So, so I always look at it as, you know, the more you can turn that into, there's just one thing, you're a lot less likely to have a problem when it's just one thing than if it's just five or six things. Right. And, and, and this is, again, our customers don't have this concern because the, we manage the security infrastructure of your backup infrastructure because that is our sole reason for being. And you get to move all of your backups behind many layers of security behind a completely different authentication system, a completely different infrastructure, a completely different storage system. We're not storing backups on files. We're storing them in object. The object system is three in this case is configured so that only our application can read and write to it. 
You've got all of the encryption there that is is entirely managed by your keys, not our keys. We have zero ability to see your backups. And by the way, not all of our competitors that are, well, I'll put that in the affirmative. Some of our competitors that have SaaS-based products still maintain root on the servers, that, which means they have the ability to see your backups. And I would just really think about that and ask about that. Is there any way that someone at your environment can either see or do damage to my backups? And our customers just simply don't have to worry about that. Right. And, and, and the way I always look at it is, look, we do a lot of complicated jobs so that you have that just one thing, which is my data goes to Druva. Cool. I don't have to worry about that. I'm not stitching a bunch of things together. You know, so we, we do the job for you because, you know, let's face it. You know, there's, there's 27 other things you need to be doing right now. Let us take it. It'll be okay. The way I've been saying it lately has been uh, get out of the backup business, go straight to restores. And that's, that's basically what we allow our customers to do. So uh, it's hard to cover this in, you know, 20 minutes, but we did our best. So, so thanks. Thanks for giving it a shot. It's always fun. And, and, and again, the, the thing I want to tell everybody out there is, is, you know, joking aside, right. You know, really, really think very hard about, you know, where the exposures in your environment come from and, and how you can close them because, there will always be risk. There will always be danger of things going wrong. If you can shrink that window, you're going to make your business a better place to be. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And remember, here at Druva, there's no hardware required.